hello. I'm here with Alicia. And we're going to chop it up. We're going to do something different. Super different and on the fly. My creative abilities were, were bubbling this morning. So we're going to talk about motherhood. Um, we needed a perspective of a young mother who kind of just, not super recently went through it, but like you just went through it. You got your head around this in a good spot with everything. So I wanted to bring you on to talk about it. Um, but before we dive into that, I'm going to let you introduce yourself to these people. Well, my name is Alicia. I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut, born and raised on the east side. We out here, baby. <laughs> my whole life, 23 years. <laughs> we out here. Yep. Um, I went to Edison School a couple of streets away from kindergarten to sixth grade. Afterwards, I went to Tisdale, which was crazy. From me coming from Edison, it was like little schoolhouse and like, um, <laughs> no, seriously, like, little schoolhouse you know with the same people from kindergarten all the way up to sixth grade everyone was nice friendly get tisdale that's when i really realized i was living in the hood <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah from there to seventh to eighth and then afterwards i went to Bowhaven's tech i was in it for four years it was a great experience then i went to usatonic i was there for about two years and i dropped out for a little while and now starting this semester I actually just went back hey. with my son yeah going there for one class online um what else I am an artist I love art I'm trying to get started on an art career I'm a painter um what else girl you better listen <laughs> this is your well, opportunity um, if you want to follow me on Instagram you can uh it's gracefully expressive um I'll make sure to add you to when we yes. put this up. Do. If you ever need some art, hit me up. Listen, um. you see this room? <laughs> <laughs> I love art. Like, I will stick it on my wall. That's my sister's yeah. drawings over there. But, like, I good. love, I love, 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 I love, love. that caricature. My little brother did that. Really? He's seven. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. He will draw his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, we're going to do an icebreaker as well. So, in the perfect world. Like, I'll go first. Okay. In the perfect world, we drink Stella Rosa Black daily without being alcoholics. <laughs> that is my favorite wine. I've recently, I've always drunk it, but like mm-hmm. I shied away because I'm all right, y'all. They know, but you don't know. Yeah. I like. I don't know. I I go to work and I'm like, bro, this wine is not cutting. So I'll go to some Hennessy or some Duce. Yeah. Or Casamigos. But recently, I forgot how I got... Oh, so my friend sent me something from Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was like a little mix. Like, they mixed Stella Rosa with Hennessy. Yeah. And she was like, oh, like, you like both? Maybe you should try it. So I tried it. And I'm like, I completely forgot how good this wine was. So I've been drinking wine um, on the daily as well. Yeah. So, like... Well, this is... I've had this bottle for a minute. Maybe, like, a week now. Mm-hmm. That's what I consider it. Um, but, like, I'll have one cup. Like... Probably a cup smaller than the one that you're drinking out of. Yeah. I have a cup and I'm like, all right, I feel good today. But like, I think we need to practice, and it's not just me either, but other people, like drinking wine and like knowing that you could have one cup and that'd be healthy and that's it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, okay, I drank the whole bottle. And there are times where I'm like, if I'm working diligently, I'll drink the whole bottle. And I'm like, all right, well, that was that. But to drink it daily, I'm like, y'all need <laughs> the whole bottle. Y'all need to relax. <laughs> Some water. Right, you can go and hydrate yourself, but your turn. Okay, so for me, in a perfect world, um, let's see. 
In a perfect world, I would eat buffalo wings every single day. Oh my god. Spicy buffalo wings. Where's your favorite oh, place to get wings from? Um, Buffalo Wild Wings. My favorite! Actually. Oh, place in my heart! Yeah. Okay, do you have a preference of a Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, the spicy garlic wings. That's my favorite. And they're not even that spicy. I have had like the mango habanero. I used to love to eat those, but I can't eat those no more. Mm -hmm. Those shits burn my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I won't try the hottest sauce. That's just too much for me. But yeah, spicy garlic, that's the one for me. I haven't had spicy garlic yet. No, you should on. try it. I literally go to Buffalo Wild Wings with one of my good friends every Monday. Yeah. That's our thing. We go there and I literally get Asian Zing and um, the mild buffalo. I do like Asian Zing. Asian Zing has been hit. Yes. So I, that's why, ever since I had, I used to get Asian thing by itself. Mm -hmm. And then someone was like, oh, you should try the Mount Buffalo. And I was getting that by itself. I started getting them both. Yeah. Like, this is really where it's at. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to have to try the spicy garlic. I never, I don't know, what, have, what else have I had from there? The lemon pepper there is really good, but I feel like they fry the wings too hard. Mm -hmm. And then they put the lemon pepper on. It's just not okay. Um, that's why I like the spicy garlic, because they put a lot of sauce on the chicken. See, I Whereas, right. like, I do like try. Asian zing, but sometimes there's not enough it's sauce like a, on the Asian It's like a good zing. brushing, yeah. yeah. It's like, no, I need to dump the whole bottle on that. I, I <laughs> realized that the, the Buffalo Wild Wings in Milford mm -hmm. sucks compared to the ones in Stanford. I like, haven't had the one in Stanford. Oh, we're going to have to go. Oh, yeah, I would love to. Go. I'm cool with the bartender, too, so. Oh, yeah? Get you a nice little it's drink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink but that often, some but of the I'm ones, down. the ones in New York are good too. Mm -hmm. But like Connecticut wise, I've realized the one in Stanford is better. Like mm -hmm. the chefs are better. The way they present the food, and I know like the from the waiters coming in the back and grabbing it and rushing it on the floor. Sometimes it gets messed up. But like I had a burger one time from the one in Milford, and my bread was just like flopped over. Oh, and I'm like, wait, I know this is not how they teach y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but when I went to Stanford. <laughs> Even with them rushing, it was just like, it was still plated very nicely. Mm -hmm. So that was my thing. Um, but definitely, I will make sure you get to the one in Stanford at some point in life. It's really, it's actually yeah. a cute little area. Like, it's right near, it's like on a little strip. Mm -hmm. So it's right near Barcelona and Bartaco. I don't know if you've ever eaten yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. that on your list. You gotta try know. both of them. There's a Bartaco in Westport. But the one in Stanford I like. But I only like the one in Stanford because of the shades that they have. It's okay. The food is good at the one in too. Yeah. And Barcelona, the one in Norwalk, is better than the one in Stanford. But the one in Stanford has, like, better seating. We could be giving you all these restaurants to try. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spend your money on eating out, guys. <laughs> Cook your food at home. So we're going to talk about motherhood, like I said. Um, I felt like we really needed to to know the perspective of what it is to be a young mother, what, what's going through people's minds. Um, I know recently we've been reading on social media that a lot of black women have been having complications with pregnancies from things that they've been doing, from things that are happening at the hospital. And a lot of us, when it comes to having, like, when you're scared about something like that, you go to your mom. And you're like, mom, what happened back in the day? And it's like, all right, here we are 23 years later. My mom having a kid. So I'm 23, as you guys know. My youngest sibling is five. My mom having them when they did and having me when she did is a huge difference. But it's also now a big difference from her having a kid five years ago to what people are going through today. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's important that although we are young, um, we have a baby. So why not hear our you know, perspective on yes, things? Definitely. We need to know exactly what's happening because a lot of the time older women do lie to us. And it's not even that they lie, they exaggerate. Like, oh, you be in labor for 23 days. Yeah. Since, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, there's some things that are left out that we really don't know happens in pregnancy until you're the one that it's happening to. Yeah, that's so true. I wanted to bring you in and talk about your little bundle of dual health. See, one, he's one. Yeah, he just had a doctor's appointment the other day. He got his shots. Oh man! No, see, I, I think that's the part of motherhood that I can't do. Yeah. I don't think I would want my kid I to was cry. Ready to hurt the nurse. See? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, he don't need that last shot. He's good. <laughs> like, I'm oh, like, do you see the terror in my baby's face? No. See, yeah, and you he's know, smart. So when I laid him down on the bed, he already knew he was about to get the shot because he remembered from the last visit. So yeah, he started, he started immediately crying no. before he even got the shots. It was, it was a mess. Oh no. Alright, so Alicia's journey to motherhood. Maybe that's what I'll call this. I like that. Alright, boom. There we go. <laughs> so, walk us through life before getting pregnant, before even having sex. Give us your background. We know you went to Edison, we know you went to Tisdale and Bullard, but who was Alicia before all this other before stuff was happening baby, in the world? The man. <laughs> who was I? <laughs> Look, wait, before you start, one thing that I do, deep okay, question. I went to high school with Alicia, and one thing I remember, she was deeply in love with J. Cole. Are you still well, in love with him? I'm actually not. Wow, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other topic, whole different conversation. Oh my gosh, but, okay. Yeah, no, I'm actually not into his music anymore. All right, boom, there's that. But all right, whenever you're ready. crazy because everyone says that. I'm just like, wow. I really did love his No, you loved him so much. It was crazy because, like, I remember going through, like, the beginning of, like, picking your shop. Mm -hmm. And we had to go to graphics and make the the pictures and the bookmarks. And you made one of J. Cole. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I did. And then when I was in IT, I had him in my background. I learned Photoshop. He was... He was my subject for every Photoshop project. Oh my gosh. Oh jeez. It's funny how life with with men, how you outgrow men so drastically. Yes. Yeah, and people think that it's just from being in relationships. No. She don't she don't love J. Cole like that no more. No, no, God showed me I don't love him. Seriously. <laughs> OMG, okay, you can go ahead. Alright, so um let's see. Well, I was at Houston Tonic um, in 2017, and I like stopped going because I couldn't handle taking five classes that semester. I took on way more than I could chew, so I decided to stop going. I was also working full time at this cafe in Darien and Westport called Old Release. And oh wait, because I love them. Really? Yes. Should oh. <laughs> I not love them? No, you can love them. Okay. You're just scarred. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I was a great shift manager there, but the staff and my managers, they were horrible. Oh, and it was just obvious that all they cared about was money. Our views weren't the same. I was just more about ethical reasons and doing doing my job the right way. Everyone else at the job was just worried about just making money and doing things half-assed. That's just not me. Right. So eventually, I ended up getting fired um, that July of 2018 because they transferred me to Darien location. It was farther, and it was just a hassle trying to get there. So whatever, I got fired. So then it was just like me and my man, we hung out together all the time. We were always with each other all the time, just chilling. At the time I was smoking, so we were chilling, smoking, drinking, hanging out, doing regular stuff. I just hang out with my family every now and again. Um, I was looking for a job. I was unemployed from like July all the way up to like that September or so. I had jobs on and off, but like they were just like not good. They were bad. I was leaving them. It was just like, eh, like 
getting fired from Odalise actually kind of like threw me off a bit because I was really doing a good job there and then like them letting me go had like really bothered me so I think right. I was just in a tough spot right there but then like in the beginning of October that was when I found out I was pregnant and actually it's funny because me and my man were in a, in the middle of an argument during that time and I had just went over to his house. I just went over to his house just to go over there and I had picked up a pregnancy test on the way because I was like mm, it's been a couple days now something don't see right right so let me just get get this pregnancy test so did that and I came to his house he didn't know I was there he was upstairs and I was like downstairs in his room and then he came downstairs and I told him like I didn't even tell him I got the test I just said I need to use the bathroom so he's bathroom take the test found out I was pregnant I was just in the bathroom like <laughs> look at for how test. long like, for like two minutes I was okay. sitting there like really <laughs> I'm like what time is it? <laughs> I don't know why I need to know the time, but I'm like, what time is it? Now we were shocked. You try to figure everything out. Okay, I'm the temperature. Like, wait, <laughs> I shouldn't be buying pregnancy tests <laughs> from Dollar General. <laughs> I have such a funny oh, story. This is not I have real. such a funny story for that afterwards. But go ahead. Um. So then I'm like, dang, this is real. All right, well, it's real. So I go downstairs and I tell him, I'm like, I'm all, mind you, I'm like in my head, I'm like, we just had an argument, I don't know what's going on. It was a petty argument, which I knew we were going to be okay once we saw each other, but I was just like, eh, I don't know, get just going to drop this news on him. So I, what I did was like, he had this couch in his room, so I put the test on the couch, and I was just waiting for him to walk by and see it. He never did. I was like, alright, let me stop punking, let me just <laughs> I was like, okay. Do you love me? <laughs> That's what I said to him. He was like, of course. Do you love me? <laughs> and then um, he was like, of course. I was like, well, great. I'm pregnant. He was like, really? I was like, yeah, really. There's a test right here. And he looked at the test. And then he immediately picked me up. And we were just like laughing. And I was crying because I was all full of emotions. And it was just like, it was crazy. He was like, I can't believe it. I was like, I can't believe it either. <laughs> And that was that how I found out I was pregnant. Oh man, so before finding out that you were pregnant, had it ever been your plan to like get pregnant at a young age? Like what was your goal for yourself before that? Um, no, it wasn't my plan to get pregnant at a very young age. I did know that I wanted to have a kid before I turned 30. I didn't want to be 30 having a child. But at the same time, I never really kind of planned it out. Right. It was just like, you know, when it happens, it happens, I guess. That's when God decided that was time to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your Dollar General joke. Well, yeah. my Dollar General joke. So, Shay, who, we're like sisters. Mm-hmm. We had, I went to see her one weekend in Mount Vernon, and we were at Dollar General, and I was like, I'm about to get a $1 pregnancy test just yeah. to see. So she did hers, and like, well, both of us did it. We had no issues. But I did it again with my sister, my, my biological sister, who is, I don't know, she's young. Um... <laughs> But we did it, and both of ours came back positive. And I was like, I ain't fucking pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, I did another one. And she was like, well, did you do another one because you thought you could have been? And I was like, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Like, yeah. Dollar General probably not the place I should be getting them from. And she was like, well, I'm pregnant. And, like, I know I'm pregnant. And I was like, okay, well, there's that. Yeah. But I know I'm not pregnant. And she yeah. was like, well, this is why we shouldn't trust Dollar General pregnancy test. And I was like, you don't know how many other women are actually trying out these tests and, like, is actually giving them the news. So to hear that you, she's going to hear this and like, oh, wow, like, someone actually, well, she knew she was pregnant before we took the yeah. test. We're just seeing if the dollar store ones work, but no. 
They do. Well, yeah, shit. <laughs> that one. <did. laughs> so, how did your family react to you oh, being man. pregnant? They were actually all shocked. Um, they were really excited. Like my mom and my dad was excited. Um, my cousin, who was my son's godmother, Clea, she was just like she started crying immediately when I told her. <laughs> it was so sweet. Um, my sister was shocked. Um, my brother was shocked. Everyone was shocked. <laughs> But they were all excited. That's so good, yeah. though. Because I know, like, if it was me, I, I would not I would not have the best of support. Yeah. So, walk me through your pregnancy. So, you find out you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Found out I was pregnant. I actually had started working, um, like, a month later at People's United Bank, like, part-time for, like, a couple months. All the way up until I was, like, four months pregnant or so. It was a temporary job. And I was just kind of like going through the motions of being pregnant, like just learning what it one means to really be pregnant, like and to also like really take it that like in the next couple months, like I'm about to have a baby. Man. Right. Whoa. <laughs> like it's a lot. It definitely is a lot to take in, a lot to handle, and also because I was in between jobs, like I didn't have like the job stability. It kind of had me stressed out, be just because of the fact that I wasn't stable. And it's like I'm. About to babies like we have to be be able to take care of our child like and it's like I wasn't I wasn't stable so I was definitely under a lot of stress that I will say just throughout the whole pregnancy just because of just like just the stability wise and then also like me being pregnant like I'm already an emotional person so being pregnant adds on a lot of hormones and a lot of hormonal changes and, and just like made me even more emotional so like it was crazy. Right. <laughs> it was definitely crazy. So did you experience like morning sickness and stuff like that? Actually, no, I didn't have much morning sickness, but I did get kind of dizzy, dizzy and lightheaded a lot during my pregnancy. So there was times where like I couldn't even make it into work because like I'd wake up and like I would feel like I would pass out for no reason at all. The doctors would say there was nothing wrong with me. It was just that I guess you, I don't you, know. You were pregnant. Yeah, that's, that's what wow. it was. Yeah. I didn't have much of an appetite either throughout much whole of my um, pregnancy. I was really like just kind of like just sticking to my water. I eat healthy sometimes. Well, most of the time I eat healthy. I didn't eat any fried food. I actually hated the smell of fried food. Oh, like, okay. If my mom was frying chicken, frying pork chops, shrimp, anything fried, I was like, nope, I got to get out of here. Like, I would want to throw up. Yeah. And it's crazy because now my son loves fried chicken. I was not eating it. <laughs> I, I what were your cravings? to eat it. Um, what did I crave? What did I crave? I didn't really have a lot of cravings um, besides foods that I really did love, like buffalo wings. I ate a lot of buffalo wings. I ate a lot of curry chicken. Ooh. I love curry chicken. I needed to lay off the curry, though. <laughs> I've been like... Oh, I have a friend that's Indian. Yeah. And I've been like, yo, your mom cook, yeah. I'm been like, <laughs> and you know, Indians, they curry everything. Yeah. So I've been like real curried up to the point where the other day I was like, bro, I need to stop them and start smelling like it. You know, like yeah. real curry, like that shit gets mm-hmm. in your system, it's over for you. you yeah. Like, you, a piece of meat <laughs> after a little bit. Oh, wow. So how, how helpful was your boyfriend? Like, I know some people are like, not that their, their boyfriends weren't helpful, but like, it's irritating sometimes when they're yeah. right there. Did you have those moments where you were like, can y'all leave me alone in general? Um, I would say yes and no. I would say yes because sometimes I would just like, 
kind of just like get aggravated for no reason at all like you know emotions run up so i'm just like oh man like don't talk to me but it was okay because i could just like go in my room and shut myself out and then like i'll say no because um i didn't really surround myself around a lot of people a lot during my pregnancy i kind of stuck to myself and just kind of kept it on the kept it on the cool and kept myself relaxed so i wouldn't get over the edge as far as like emotions wise and um my man he was actually really great throughout my pregnancy he was a great support and a great help anything i need he'd help me help me get it i wanted something to eat any anything at all like would you wake up in the middle of the night to eat no okay not really a lot of people gotta know the <laughs> two o'clock in the morning they're like oh i want this i wish i kind of had that ideal <laughs> cliche pregnancy, but i really did it really i really did not <laughs> It was really just kind of like, it was like, a, it was regular for me also. Once I got used to it, I'd probably say like three, four months in, it was just like, okay, like I could feel him forming in my belly and stuff and like he'd kick every now and again and that's one thing. Did I didn't have to kick a lot and like, no, my okay. kicks were down at the bottom because he was like facing the other way. Okay. So as he got older, as he got bigger, like at night I couldn't sleep because that's when he would be up just kicking me all night long, oh. like kicking me and kicking me and it would be nice. Cause like we just lay there and like we just touch my belly. He'd be going at it, like <laughs> kicking the hell out of me. But um, uh, what else? Oh, about the cravings. I did crave peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every single day. Oh, geez. My peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Does he have an analogy to it? No. Cause I know a lot of people when they when they eat it during their pregnancy, the kid ends up allergic to it. Yeah. No, he's not allergic okay. to it, but he won't eat it. He won't eat peanut butter and jelly. Okay, will he eat like jelly? He likes jelly. Will he eat peanut butter? Sometimes. Okay. Hmm. He likes strawberry jelly. Okay. Oh, he's a preference. Okay. Yes, he's picky. Person preference. He is picky. For a one-year-old? <laughs> For a one-year-old, yes. Or just, is, is he, are you, are you I'm or his dad a picky eater? Mm-mm. Hmm. No. My son has his own personality at one. You meet him, you probably think he's like three or four, I swear. No, I love children that have their own personalities <laughs> rather than the children that are like, Trying to be Jojo Siwa, trying to be everyone else. Like mm-hmm. I, I love a kid with their own personality. Walk me through the time when your water broke. My water actually broke in the hospital. Um, yeah, I remember the um, that whole day before I went to the hospital. Um, I think I started probably I started feeling contractions at like early on in that day. My man, he was at work, and we were on the phone the whole entire time, and I was telling him like, um, like I feel like this little man might be coming soon like and that's when I found out like actually like I was in the beginning stages of my labor so like from like 12 o'clock that Sunday in the afternoon and then I was feeling like the contractions all day long sometimes 10 minutes apart some like would be 30 minutes apart until it got nighttime at around like 12 a.m. they started getting closer and even worse and then I was like okay I can deal with this for a little longer for a little while longer then once 3 a.m. hit, I was like, yeah, I can't take this shit no more. We need to go to the hospital because I think this little boy is coming out. So we went to the hospital and I found out I was actually already like four centimeters dilated. And then and even that, that was just like, that was a weird experience because the doctors, they were just like coming there and then like this lady, like, don't mean, I don't want to get too graphic, but. No, you can get graphic. Okay. You can get pictures <laughs> lady is like, it was this white lady. She just came up to me and she was like, hi, I'm just going to just check your insides real quick. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And she just stuck her hand inside oh. me. She's like, I need to see like where the baby is. I'm like, oh, God, no. 
where the baby is, this is uncomfortable. She's like, yeah, I know, but I'm like, no, but this is this uncomfortable. Is I don't like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can only imagine. And you're a calm person, so yeah. you were able to stay I was calm. Like, Wait, what? No, I probably would have slapped him. Just, okay, just hurry up, cause I don't want this. Mm-hmm. But so. She did that, and then um, that's when they decided to take me up to the room, and then they said that I still have some more time to go. And we were just in there chilling, I think, from like 3 to 7 o'clock. I decided that I was going to do a natural birth originally. Then as I started feeling the contractions even more and more and more, it's like a tightening of the belly. You can feel like the whole belly tightened, and like my stomach was like this big, so it's like like just pushing in and pushing in and every time it pushes in it pushes in on the um the pelvic floor so it hurts and i was like yeah i don't think i could do a natural birth (laughs) yeah no i'm gonna need that epidural and and my man my mom was like oh no you're okay you can do a natural birth my mom's like oh you know i had you natural i had you and um your brother naturally and i was like yeah I'm not you. I need that epidural. <laughs> Did it hurt like, the way people oh, say, or was it just uncomfortable? For what the epidural? Yeah, the epidural was uncomfortable because it like put the big needle in your back. You have to stay really still while they put it in, and then also like while they're there and they're telling me that I have to stay still, they're telling me like the risks of having the epidural. And if I move, I could be paralyzed. And I'm like, okay, now you guys are fucking scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Whatever. Um, anything to stop the pain so then like I remember oh actually I remember before I went to the hospital like somewhere around in the day before yesterday I was eating while I was in labor and they say this is like one of the like main things they say not to do a pregnancy tip is to not eat while you're in labor or eat the day before because you might throw up and like my mom and my husband was telling me no 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 no, no. don't do it don't do it and I was like I'm hungry <laughs> I'm gonna fucking eat because I'm hungry. Right. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was a big mistake. I will never do that so ever don't, again. Don't. Yeah, no. Okay. Oh no, because once I had, to, once they put the epidural in me, and then I was having the contractions, I had this really bad contraction. The contraction made me throw up, and I was just sitting there, and I felt so helpless because I'm like, I'm pregnant. This baby not coming out no time soon. I'm throwing up all. I was all over myself, but like I had a bag. I'm like I'm throwing up in a bag. I'm just sitting there like. What an experience. Like, right. <laughs> um, so then they moved me to another room, and then the doctors come in and they tell me that I can't have the baby until my water breaks. My water is gonna break naturally, and they don't want to induce it. And I'm like, okay, fine. So they like give me like this big old peanut ball to, to rest my leg in, and then um, I'm just like laying there, and I'm like, okay, well, when is this water gonna break? And out of nowhere, it's just like a, I hear just like a loud pop. And it's like a gushy sound comes out. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> and my man goes over and look. He's like, your water just broke. And I was like, really? That's what it's like. <laughs> okay. I was like, go get the nurse. It's time to get this party started. <laughs> right. The baby's coming. <laughs> so the nurses come in and they're like, I'm like, yeah, so it's time to get the party started. They're like, no. I'm like, what do you mean, no? They're like, just because your water breaks, it doesn't mean that the baby's about to come. I said, in what world does that happen? Because I didn't know that. I thought once the water breaks, the baby comes. They're like, no, it's not normally like that. Sometimes you still have to wait to get dilated a little bit or longer. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, no, this baby's coming now. <laughs> like, I knew it. I felt it. So then they check, they check me, they do their whole little thing. And then they're like, oh, no, you're right. The baby's coming. I'm like, yeah. I can feel it. I, <laughs> I 
was coming. Right. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, so then the doctor comes in, and the doctor's like, oh, like, you, are you ready to do it now? I'm like, I mean, the baby's ready to come now, right. so, yeah, let's get started. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then I started, so then they, like, held my legs, like, my man held my legs, and, like, the nurse held my leg, and, like, the doctor was, like, guiding me and telling me how to do it. And, like, I started at, like, 12.30, started pushing, and then it was just, like, that is just a... That experience was like oh walk us through really. I mean, I want everything. I want everything. I watch birthing videos. Really, I be into. I could not watch. I know what I I know what could possibly happen because I watch people's pregnancy. I love hearing these stories. Oh man, (laughs) I couldn't watch any of those like birthing videos. No, I I, pregnant. That stuff threw me off. (laughs) I feel like probably while you're pregnant, no, but like right now, I I be like, oh okay, that's really how it is, like. So to hear, I, it's, for me, it's more informational because I'm like, all right, well, this person had this experience, mm-hmm. well, this one had this. I'm trying to figure out what the hell's gonna happen. Okay. As That's much cool. as you want to share, I mean, we we oh, have no mind. we have no filter on this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you oh, want to share. My whole life right here. Right, so, but obviously, as, as much as you want to share, you can. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, so. So the doctor tells me how I'm supposed to push. So she's like, it's basically like you're taking a poop. Like, once you feel it, you just push. Like, you'll feel like there's a, a point when the baby is going to almost, like, push itself down. That's the contraction. Like, the body pushing the baby down. The baby also moving. So she said, once that happens, that's when you push. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I feel him move. And then I give a push. And I'm like, whoa. That right there, once I did that first push, I was like, yeah, this is going to be hard. Because it's like... My legs is up on stirrups, and, like, I'm holding on to, like, the side of the thing, and I'm just, like, laying down. I'm, like, have to use all my might and all my power to, like, push him out of me. And there was, like, times where it was, like, I would kind of get, like, I would get weak while doing it. So when I would get weak while doing it, it's, like, the baby would just, like, he he wouldn't go back inside, but it would, like, it would pause for a second. So then I would have to do it whenever the contraction comes. I can't just keep pushing and pushing. I just have to push when the contraction comes. So... That's what I would do, and there was a point, like, in during the pregnant, I mean, during the um, labor, I mean, pushing, where people, random people, were like walking inside and just like saying, like, "Hey, congratulations! You know, I hope everything goes well." I'm like, "Hi." <laughs> like, what's that out of it? This hell are y'all? Yeah. Right. Mind you, like, we had our speaker also, our Beats Pill. We were playing like uh, Caribbean music, reggae music. I mean. So, like, we were in there, like, jamming and stuff just to get my mind right during, <laughs> during the pushing part. And then, like, you got nurses coming in talking about some, oh, nice music. Like, <laughs> if y'all don't get the hell out of here. here. <laughs> yeah, it was multiple people coming in, coming in and looking. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm so far in my head of, like, just trying to, like, push the baby out. And y'all Except I don't even realize there's all these random people I don't even know just coming in watching my watching my area and stuff and seeing me push a baby. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, congratulations. I'm like, um, okay. I don't even know y'all. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, I'm pushing and there was a point where like, like the baby's head, like the baby's head was like almost out. And then the doctor's just like, look at all his beautiful hair. I'm like, really? I can't see. Like, <laughs> He is here. I mean, my mom's like, yeah, his hair is nice. The doctor starts playing with his hair. She's like, his hair is so nice. I'm like, playing Can you with get his him hair? out? Like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, you gotta push. I'm like, I'm trying to push. This is hard. 
So then they're like, oh, if you need some ice, we'll give you some ice. I'm like, yes, please, let me get some ice. <laughs> so they start giving me ice chips and stuff. And I'm like, every 10 seconds, I'm like, chip me. I need a chip. <laughs> <laughs> I need a chip. I need a break. Just a couple seconds. <laughs> Um, but I didn't feel any pain because I had the epidural. Um, it was just really just like a lot of pressure and just really just trying to get him out. So then um, I was pushing, pushing. The hardest part is the shoulders because that's the longest part of the body from where the baby comes out. Mm -hmm. So once I pushed, like that was like the hardest part. Like I thought, you know, that sometimes they say like, you know, women shut on themselves and, you know, and baby born. Mm -hmm. poop. I was afraid of that happening. <laughs> that happened with you when you were born? I shit it inside my mom and my mom. Really? <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah, I should right inside of them. Oh, how did they get that out? Did it just it came out? I don't really know. I I oh. can probably ask someone, but I, no, that's okay. I know a lot of people who their kid has shit inside. Of yeah, them, and I'm like, well, it's, I guess it's probably inside of you. Then you on the table. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would be a little conscious of me shitting on someone's table trying to give birth. Yeah, rather than them cleaning the shit out of me. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I get it. So, um, during that, during that point where I was pushing him out and had to get his shoulders out, it was like really, really hard. That was like my very last big push. So I gave it all I had and I was just in my head. I was like, I hope I don't shit on myself. <laughs> but I pushed him out and it was like super hard and he came out and it was just like, once he, once the, after that, the doctor was just able to grab him. So she grabbed him. She basically pulled him out and then like. After that, it was like I seen him for like two seconds, and the next thing I know, like I don't see him. They're over there, like in the um, like behind, no, not behind me, like in front of me, and they're cleaning him up and stuff. And like my man goes over there, and they're just like fixing me up and all that stuff. And they're like, "Oh, great job, you know, congratulations!" And I'm like, "Thank you." Like, just like, like can I see my baby? Like, we gotta clean him up. I'm like, well, "Damn!" Like, I would have took him dirty. Like, right. Came out of me. I don't mind. Right. But they um cleaned him up and stuff. And then um, they they gave him to my man first because he was right there and like he took photos of him. Yeah, held him up like this and they took photos of him. I'm like, right, right. Y'all gonna hold his neck? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they brought him over to me once they were like getting, they were getting me all together and stuff and then like the, they showed me the placenta I've never seen the placenta before it's like this huge sack mine was like this big and it's like all red and it's it's filled with blood and everything and like I had actually wanted them to um, keep him attached to the placenta for like at least like a couple minutes or so but they didn't let us do that they were like telling us like they have to cut it and stuff and I'm like no I wanted it because they said it was really good health benefits for the baby to get everything from the placenta even after they're out of the womb so I was kind of really bummed out that they didn't listen to my request and that because that was something that I really wanted to do but it's okay I was glad that I had a safe and successful delivery thank god that my uh, delivery was only 30 minutes long like for other people I hear that their delivery took hours and hours and hours to push the baby out my mom was in labor for hours never mind yeah it's my mom ended up having to get a c-section really and yeah after waiting all that time oh, ended up having yeah. to get a c-section like <laughs> <laughs> I can really imagine, but uh-uh. Yeah, oh, so they gave me my son, and, like, I just remember just, like, them putting him on my chest and, like, me just looking at him, and I was just like, wow, like, wow. Did you have to get, like, stitches or anything? I did have to get stitches. I only had, like, two or three stitches. I really didn't tear that much. Um, but, yeah, actually, I didn't tear that much at all. It was fine afterwards, like, when I was...
holding him. Like I tried to breastfeed him afterwards because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to breastfeed him, but they kind of really stopped me from being able to breastfeed him because they like only gave him to me for like a couple minutes when I first had him and they said he had to take him away and I was like, damn, why I gotta take him away? Like you right. just, just gave him to me. Like I know a lot of hospitals more recently mm-hmm. than in the past, like they don't really let the mom have too much time with the kid in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I know my friend had her baby last year and their reasoning for when she had it, when she had her baby was because she was, her baby was very small. It was a full term pregnancy, but he was just small because she was stressed. Yeah. So they were like, you carried him stressed. You can't like be around him stressed. Mm-hmm. So like she had, she held him for a little bit and then they took him. They was like, get some rest. <laughs> yeah. Unless she rest while we could take care of it. But like, it, they didn't want it to trigger into like postpartum depression or mm-hmm. anything like that. So I know a lot of hospitals are starting to now ch- try to like steer people away from having to go down the road of postpartum depression and mm-hmm. letting you get the rest while you can and not be too overwhelmed. So yeah. I don't know if that was their idea with you, but no, I don't know what their idea was. <laughs> I think they just want to take my baby. <laughs> How big was he? Um, he was only six pounds, four ounces. He was small. He was tiny. Is yeah, he still he tiny, tiny now, or is like? I think he's pretty big now. <laughs> but no, he's still like small, and he's like he's slim, but he's pretty tall in stature. There's always something. Yeah, I know. This area is so annoying right now. It's really annoying me because this is a main street. Right, it's a main street. Number one, number two, everything is happening that way. Mm. So every siren we hear, and it's like for the last few days, it's either you hear the sirens from going up that way, Mm. or from the freaking greens. You hear them all just hovering. Oh yeah, because the hollows over there, right? No, the hollows that way. But up there is where they're starting to like do their meet and greets and oh yeah. Yeah, watch the news. They tell you all the good meat spots that they done, they done made. It's so right. No, I listen. When I tell you, I go to point A and mm-hmm. right back in the house. Yeah, seriously, me too. I, it's too much happening. Unless I'm at a protest, and I'm scared to protest now because I done seen. It's totally off track of what we're talking about, no, but I, I forgot where the hell I was. I seen that. I think it was like in Detroit or something. Mm-hmm. Someone was protesting, and one of the gang members shot the protester, what? and was like, "Don't, no more protests. Oh, no. Let a motherfucker shoot me because I'm protesting. <laughs> it's, y'all don't get another protest. Like, yeah. um, that's it's annoying. It's too much going on in the world. But back to your bundle of joy. So what happened? Okay, first of all, mm-hmm. how was the food at the hospital? I don't even remember eating. How um, long were you there? I was there for three days. I definitely I was there for three days. <laughs> <laughs> It couldn't have been that good if I don't remember. You remember, it. right? Yeah, I've actually never been asked that question before. Um, it was all right. I think I only just had a sandwich those days I was here. It wasn't like I was I like I like hospital food sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes maybe it's the cafe, like the cafe. Yeah. Like I got someone visiting someone. The food there is really good. Maybe if I was in the hospital, I probably wouldn't like it. Yeah. No, I know I, I love the ice though. Hospital ice is the bomb. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not. <laughs> Ice I'm gonna start taking Tupperware when I go. <laughs> Put some in there. I'm gonna take this for the road. The only other place that has really good ice at the hospital is Sonic. Yeah. That's it. I've only been to Sonic one time. I only go to Sonic for ice. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy the like bags. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, alright, this hospital ice is good. Like, yeah, that's how they feel So do you feel like you had like postpartum depression? Like, how was, how was your first six weeks after having it? 
Uh, my first six weeks were definitely tough just because of the fact of like trying to get him to latch and the whole breastfeeding thing. That was really hard. Breastfeeding was something that I really wanted to do um, for my son. But after like two weeks of being home, I realized that I couldn't do it just because I wasn't able to get him to latch. So he would eat every two hours. And like while we were in the hospital, they actually told us that he had jaundice. And it's basically just like the yellowing of his skin and his teeth. And they needed to put him in um, under UV and um, like the incubators at the hospital. And I was just like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. They said that they weren't able to let me see him for very long when I was there for those three days. I literally only saw my son like every two hours for like 20 minutes. And that was just like, it was really hard to do because it's like I just had my son and it's like, they're taking him away from me every two hours to say that it's like they had that fixed the jaundice problem they didn't even really explain to me what that like what that was like why it's so serious for me to not have my son but so what they would do was they would only bring him to me whenever it's time for him to eat and they only let me be with him for 20 minutes because they said that they had to keep him under the uv for as long as possible in order to get rid of the jaundice so when I, when he would come to me it's like i have to like learn how to like this is my first time i never had a baby before right. trying to get the baby to latch on to my nipple like it's extremely hard because he doesn't even like he knows he's supposed to suck but he doesn't know how right so it's like trying to get that happen and like when the lactation nurse came in i only had her there for that one time the first time and it it didn't it didn't work it turns out like as i'm looking back i actually had him positioned wrong maybe if i would have positioned him different had more time with him i would have been able to do it but because that they only allowed me 20 minutes it'd be like oh he he didn't drink anything they didn't tell me oh um it's okay they'll just give him similac so that's what they would do and that just kind of be, became the thing in the hospital and then once i got out once i got home and I tried breastfeeding him I would only be able to like really feed him like every couple hours or so he would only he'd barely latch on like wouldn't latch on at all so then I'd be like you know what I don't want my baby to start they gave us samples and stuff of the Similac so I'd give him the Similac then like I would be able to pump some and like pumping was hard and just like just the whole feeling of the milking your breast and stuff and getting really hard that was like one of the for me that was one of the worst feelings ever just throughout the whole experience like just the hardening of the breast and like the milk leaking and it's like you gotta wear the um you have to wear like the nipple pads and stuff because like even if you choose not to breastfeed your milk is still your body's still gonna produce the milk right. so it's gonna happen regardless it's like just like it gets really hard and really really big and it's like you can't do anything but let the milk out so i would have to pump and then when i would pump it'd be like just it was a lot. Like, no, seriously. It I, it's a crazy because people, I know there's a woman on my, um, I'll show you her information. Mm -hmm. She's like, she has, she has a kid right now. I think maybe it was like six or seven months. Maybe not even. I don't know. But she's, she has three, two kids prior. Yeah. And with those two kids, she couldn't breastfeed. Mm -hmm. And with this one, she can. Yeah. And she's like all hunky dory. And I'm like, I know women who act like this is like a painful process. Like, is it yeah. that? And she's like, well, it's all about how you do it and your mindset. Sis, I'm sorry. My titties is hard it's enough. Are you telling me? <laughs> it's a lot more than that. Oh, man. So when you were pumped, would you use, like, the manual one? Or did you have, like, the machine? I had the electric one. I also did have a manual one, too. But I mainly used the electrical one. Did the electrical one work faster? Did it, it just feel better? Faster. It worked faster. But I did like to do the manual one. Um, just because I found that I was able to um, get... I was able to pump more milk sometimes with the manual one, which is weird. But I like the electrical one because it was 
it, it happened faster. Right. Like, and I didn't have to do anything. I could sit there and also hold my son while pumping. But and how long did you um, produce milk? I produced milk for about two weeks or so. Yeah, because I actually I stopped at that two week mark once I really realized like yeah I can't do it. It's not working. Like he's not latching. I can't just keep trying to um, to pump because I have to have him on the actual nipple because that's the way my body knows that there's still a baby there to keep producing milk and I couldn't get him on and he'd be hysterically crying and it's like I'd be like oh no like whoa I can't be having my baby starve so we got to give him the Similac and we'd give him the Similac and then it was just like that right there was a really really just tough situation because I wanted to breastfeed so, so bad like like so so bad but I really couldn't do it and I had to like really like just like face it like I can't breastfeed it's like go whatever like I was looking at it like kind of like because I had a cousin who I just had a baby about like our sons are about um, a year apart in age and I was looking at it like she was able to breastfeed her child like why can't I breastfeed my child then I really realized like it's not about comparison it's not about who was able to do it it's whether or not I can actually do it or not and I realized that I just couldn't do it like just that's that's a like gym that. for y'all. Even though she's talking about breastfeeding, that's a gym for y'all. Hope yeah. that ain't go over anyone's head. No, seriously, <laughs> don't put on more than what you can't do. But I feel like the reason why, the main reason why I wasn't able to breastfeed my son, is because of the fact that I didn't have that much time with him in the hospital. I feel like if he didn't have jaundice and we just immediately went home with him, I would have been able to breastfeed with him because I would have like constant contact with him all the time. Right. But because his first three days of his life, I literally only saw him like every hour, sometimes two hours, only for 20 minutes, it was harder to do. So yeah, I feel like the hospital kind of messed me up on that. But it didn't mess me up because they said he yeah, had jaundice, but I'm like, yeah, because he probably have yeah, been fine without it. Right. <laughs> or could y'all have done, could they have done something where you've been in the same room as them? Yeah, exactly. Like, That's what we wanted to do. Things have been different. Yeah. But you know, I feel like the hospital sometimes, like, not saying that they don't know what's best, because mm-hmm. um, obviously they know health-wise what's good for the baby, but like for a mom to to go nine months, yeah, to go through hell and high water to push this motherfucker out, mm-hmm. for you to tell me like, <laughs> oh, we've got this from here. Yeah. He's got jaundice. We're going to take care of him. That that could come off a little like, I don't want to say demeaning, but like, like Jesus Christ, did I not, did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, and then for, I just don't like how hospitals sometimes, and even when it's like me going there for a checkup, the way they keep us out of the loop sometimes is just like, I know you have the answers and I know you have the answers that you don't have that you're trying your best to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You can still keep me in the loop. Yeah, and I think that's what everyone in general communication and keeping me in the loop with things mm-hmm. would make me feel a little bit better because you could and I'm not putting words in your mouth but mm-hmm. a mother could feel like she did something wrong for you to pull her baby away like that with, mm-hmm. without too much of an explanation and you know postpartum depression is a thing mm-hmm. hot like you like you got so excited mm-hmm. over nine months to see your kids yeah for them to be like we're putting them under you like yeah exactly because this is the best thing to do and without an explanation I can only like, oh yeah, no, it was extremely. Hard. I take in everyone's like story, trying to like gear my head up. Mm-hmm. I commend you. First of all, I commend you for just like having the kid. Never mind like the work that comes after him, like being here, yeah. getting through a labor and delivery. Thank you. I will give you your roses. Um, I will. <laughs> Thank I will you. forever give you. That's that. That's an amazing process. First of all, we all know like 
and I don't want to say we all know because some men probably won't know this, but mm-hmm. giving birth to a kid is a life or death situation. Really a woman is. can literally die. You are looking death in your eye. Yeah. Especially like, never mind the medicine part of things. Your body is going through so much mm-hmm. just to push a baby out. Now when we have the medication, God forbid you move while they're giving you that epidural. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. Yeah. So for you to get through this, again, I can. Congratulations, thank Mary Mother Joy. Thank you, thank uh, you. So, okay, now we are a year in. Yes. What's the day-to-day life of motherhood? Oh, so day-to-day, um, basically, um, well, right now I took a pause from my job. I go back next week. Um, but before I go back, it's normally, like, just get up in the morning. Like, I wait for my son to wake up. I don't really set a time on for him to wake up. He wakes up when he wants to, just so I can make sure he has a full night's rest. Um, when he gets up, like I go in his room, he stands up. He's such a happy little boy. Like he's such so full That's of so amazing. much energy and life, and like he be driving me up the walls with so much energy <laughs> he has. I can't even lie. Like he gets up and he jumps up and down, just immediately, just starts jumping up and down and starts clapping and stuff. I'm like, good morning, baby, good morning. Aww. He's like, ah. That's, <laughs> That's so cute. Um, but. Yeah, I take him and then we, um, I brush his teeth and stuff and get himself ready for the morning and feed him breakfast and then like we have our days. Sometimes we go outside. He has like this little remote control car that his aunt got him for his birthday, so we let him um, drive around in that outside. Or we, um, I read books to him. I try and make sure I read a lot more to him now, especially since he's starting to learn more words and to increase his vocabulary. Um, yeah, make sure he eats. Of course, he loves to eat, but only what he likes to eat. <laughs> He's very picky. I'm always trying to find different foods for him to eat because I know he is picky. And for him also, he likes to taste things before he even eats it. So he'll put it on his tongue, and then if he doesn't like the texture, he'll spit it out. Okay. And See, like, that's good. At least he's trying. Yeah, him somewhat. <laughs> he tries. <laughs> but it's like, it's like... He's like judging it at first before he like he don't even know if he like it. Right. Like now, see, I'm not gonna let that be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that don't look okay. I'm trying, but that don't look okay. <laughs> I wish I was like that. I need to be like that because I had wasabi for the first time um, a couple weeks ago. Have you ever had wasabi? Yes. Yeah. I was I not a fan like, in the beginning. Oh no, I was. I did not like it at all. Yeah, I I, I can tolerate it. It's not really? something I will go for. Like, if I eat something and it's on, like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, hey, pass me that wasabi. No, that's not me. Yeah, no, I didn't like it at all. It actually traumatized me, that damn wasabi. <laughs> yeah, no, and I love spicy foods. I really no, do. No, see, it, it definitely, people underestimate the, the spiciness to it. Yeah. But, again, like, I, I don't have a problem with spice. Mm-hmm. But I was, I will say I was not expecting it to be as spicy as it was. Yeah. Well, I just be like, let me get that. Nah. Like, mm-hmm. if it's on something, I, right, cool. It's definitely a craving thing for me. Yeah. But, mm-mm. Oh, wow, you must really like spice. I, was just I thought I like spice. I guess I don't like it that much. Nah, but you know what? There's certain, there's certain levels of spice that you can take. Yeah. And it's also, it's not like spicy. It's like burning. Mm-hmm. So like that's the fit. Like I can deal with it at a certain extent. It's not like. It is burning. <laughs> it's not, that's not it. spicy. That's a burning. <laughs> I had it on a California roll. And it was me and my cousin. We were chilling one night. And. I was like, you want to try this wasabi? She was like, no, I'm good. That shit look nasty. I was like, you sure? I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, okay, fine. I put it on my California.
four year old and I bit it and I lied to you not, I thought I was in a cartoon. Like <laughs> where where um or like cartoon characters eat something spicy and then you see like the their, steam. their steam come out and they <laughs> fly off. That was me. I swear <laughs> I bit that thing and then it just like like I felt steam come out my nose and that's never happened yeah. before. Like never in my I life. I would say I that's tried tons experience. of spicy foods, all different types of stuff, but I have never experienced anything like that before. That shit fucked me up. Like, oh no, I immediately spit it out. I needed water. Water wasn't helping. I was like, what the fuck did I just have? Did I have wasabi or death? What was that? Oh, <laughs> but, man. Um, but back to my son, like, yeah, day to day, it's just like, it's really just me, my man. We live at, um, we live with my parents and my brother. Um, we really pretty much just be chilling with my son, making sure that we raise him right. And he's very, um, uh, like determined and he's extremely extremely like uh, loves exploring things and like he's always trying to climb on things so we have to always keep a close eye on him because he gets into everything he's in the kitchen in the cabinets moving oh. pots and pans and stuff and yeah that's too cute he loves climbing on type of chairs and stuff and he's always he's always all over the place that's my little man okay so this is where we start wrapping up so give us some one advice mm -hmm. And tell us about some things that, you, like, you wish you knew before okay. going to mom. All right. So, advice that I would give to young mothers is to definitely make sure that you put your family, you know, your son first. But don't forget to take care of you also. Like, taking care of yourself is extremely important when taking care of a child. Because if you don't take care of yourself you eventually won't be able to take care of your child. Right. Like, seriously, because, like, as everyone knows, like, mental health is extremely important these days, and then even with postpartum and stuff, you never know if you could have postpartum depression or not, or you could have it and not even realize it. It's just, like, just really make sure that you take care of yourself and your own mind and your heart and, and stuff and while you're taking care of your child. I would also say that if you have the opportunity to rest, rest. If there's anyone that you trust and you know you have a supportive family, don't be afraid to let them watch your child while you rest. Like, and when I say rest, I mean rest, because that was a problem that I had um, after I had my son. Like, I would have opportunities or periods when I could rest, but instead of resting, I would do other things like catching up on um, straightening up or trying to um, fill out fill out an application or look or look for like a um, like look for a different, different job or something like that. Like, no, take that time to rest because rest is very important. And you really rest. Y'all hear this? Yeah. Rest. Seriously, because you won't get much rest afterwards. Right. <laughs> Especially once they get bigger, there is no rest. Right. Like, once the baby is up, like my son, once he's up, he's up for the day. He'll take one nap and then play, play, play all day long. And then what was the other question? What's something that you wish you knew before you had your kid that you that you want other people to know? I would say I wish I knew hmm. <laughs> take your time what is something that or what's something that you thought was going to happen that didn't happen to you yet mm. whichever one you want to answer or we don't have to answer. You can just leave that your advice. 
No, I'm gonna answer the question. You know, <laughs> I do wish I would have known how how much effort it takes to actually raise a child. Like, you know, like people have babies so often, like literally somebody's having babies every, every day, day of every second. But if you're not someone that's always around a child, like for me, like I didn't spend a lot of my life like with a lot of younger siblings or like babies in general. So like having my child was like the first experience ever in dealing with a baby. Like before I had him, the only other baby I held was probably like my younger cousin, like a couple years back, like had no experience with babies. So it was like completely fresh and new. I wish I just would have known like how much, like how hard it really is to have a child. Like it's really not easy to take care of a kid because it's a lot of, uh, one, the baby is always growing and always changing. And you have to adjust yourself to that. And also, you have to make the necessary changes within your own life to make sure you take care of the child. Right. And, like, um, just, like, knowing how to, like, keeping up with doctor's appointments. Like, knowing that, like, in the first few months, the baby only drinks a bottle. But then you have to get ready for the baby to start to, start to eat solid foods. And then from solid foods, you have to learn how to pick what's the right foods for the baby to eat. You have to mash it all out. It's a lot and having a child but right. it's definitely worth it like I love my son so much <laughs> that's my little man I and love yeah, that's it that's something I wish I would know well that's a wrap we don't have anything else any other questions um I just want to say I appreciate you coming and opening up about that that's something that's a very vulnerable experience mm-hmm. um and that's literally like all of your business so <laughs> it means a lot to me. come up here and let the world see that. Yeah. Um, hopefully, people learn from this. Um, you can take some pointers away. Listen, let, let the nurses know that they need to tell you every step of the way what's going on with your child rather than, you know, sitting back and just mm-hmm. letting them be the doctors. Um, it's okay to demand to be let in on a situation. This is yeah, your no, kid. Seriously. And at the end of the day, once you leave the hospital, you're the one who has to pay. If something goes wrong with this kid's health, you're the one who has to pay the repercussions mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, they're the doctors and, you know, there's a malpractice somewhere you're going to get hit with a malpractice suit and they're going to pay you your $4 million and they still have a job. And you could possibly, you know, be out of a kid. So, yeah, definitely demand more. Um, I wish you and your family nothing but the best. Thank you. We're going to check back in. Yes, definitely. Give you a few months to, like, <laughs> let some shit happen in this world. But, no, I, I'm i excited to see where you guys will end up. Thank you. Rooting for you always. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you for having me.